remember like there was, there's some retired journalists that I knew through acquiring Halifax. And they remember the day when really the only people who had the technology to make a recording, audio, video, really were people like them or, or, you know, news companies. But now pretty much anybody has the technology to do this kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's a exciting Democratization time. is, I think, the uh, technical term for what you're describing there. Uh-huh. So, welcome back to another episode of Scouting Stuff You Should Know. You have got, you've got three of us tonight again. You've got myself, Ken, uh, I'm also joined by Colin. Hello. And by Ted. Hey. And once again, we are bereft of Brian. We thought it was going to work out, and then something came up at the last minute, because you know what? He's a busy guy, and that happens. That being said... We're going to talk, sort of, we're going we're gonna to talk about cub cars, at least. Yep. And we will fill in the Pinewood Derby side uh, later on and at our earliest uh, convenience. Because this is the second time I've brought my cub car up here. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening. So, so, as far as the Canadian side of things go, we'll apologize up front for, you know, not being able to have the uh, Pinewood Derby side of the content, but we will do our best to explain uh, the Canadian, uh, the Scouts Canada model of the uh, the cub car and uh, kind of give you a little bit of background and a little bit of uh, explanation as to how that uh, all came about and, you know, hopefully we'll shed some funny stories with you and, uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. So... On the table in front of me, uh, Ted is keeping his own cup car in reserve, but he's going to well, pass we can, it over. We can put right it on now. the table. <laughs> um, so on the table in front of me, there are two cup cars and actually uh, another car, and we'll get to talking about that um, in a little bit. But I thought it might be interesting to start by stepping back in time and you know, sort of looking at this from our own experiences having uh, been in cubs and having raced, made and raced cub cars of our own. So I think it's probably in cub cars that you're going to find, again, at least based on my understanding of Pinewood Derby, at least based on um, you know what I've seen looking it up on, on YouTube and, and wherever else uh, images or videos of it have been posted, cub cars is probably where most of the overlap is going to take place because... That's where, you know, the kid gets a a wooden block and, you know, some wheels and nails and such like, and basically has to come up with a, a shape. Uh, and, I mean, it's mostly left to the kid to, you know, do the design. Or sometimes, well, ideally, it should be the kid. I mean, obviously, parents <laughs> help a lot. and Some more than others. Well, some more than others. And sort of the the level of input between the parents and the kid that's this is actually a good place to this is a good place to you know give a kid some input into something and while still sort of helping mold that a little bit yeah it is and i mean you know to be fair like this is not something that ideally you should let the kid do alone unless you just want the kid to be racing a block um right because the the cutting that is required to, you know, shape a rectangular wooden block into something approximating a car is, um, well, you know, the power tools are involved typically. Yeah, like you don't yeah. use a bandsaw or uh, you don't just turn your kid loose in the wood shop. <laughs> well, some do, but <laughs> hopefully not. Some, but, yeah. some maybe not. I would, I would hope not. I know I had assistance when I. Uh, uh, when we were building my my first cub car, and I mean, you know, we, we had three years of building cub cars, 
Um, yep. But uh, <clears throat> the first year, I remember uh, there was uh, more, probably more parent involvement in the first one than, say, the third one. The third one was uh, m- much more my design and my implementation than the first one of the first year of Cubs for me. Yeah. I think I only I only got the one Cub car because I I joined Cubs in second year, so I only got the two years. This is this is the only Cub car that I remember having. Hmm. Um. Well, I I have evidence here of two of the Cub cars that I built. Um, I mean, obviously, I did all three years of Cubs, but I don't know where that third car went. That's all right, though. I, I fondly remember the two that I do have. And even though the one needs a couple of wheels um, put on it, but I mean it's easy enough to come by the wheels. They're just little plastic. Oh heck, wheels? Probably just yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, heck, like I'm looking at you know, I could probably just crib them from one of the buggy kits because I don't think the wheels have changed I, in twenty odd years. Those look pretty much identical. Yeah, I'm just looking at yeah, like I'm looking at yeah. yours, and it's basically the same design. Yep. Um. So. So anyways, the idea of the Cub car is, you know, you get a, uh, a wooden block. It's a few inches long. You get uh, four plastic wheels and some nails. This all comes in a little kit. There's little, there's little slots in the block for the nails. <coughs> yeah. The nails are the axles. Yes. And uh, I have a comment about that, but it's actually, it's less of a problem with the Cub cars because there's more wood there. But I have a comment about that with the beaver buggies. Um, which we'll get to discussing in a little bit. And, you know, so the kid with parental help shapes out a car, uh, cuts it out, decorates it, hopefully decorates it, right? Like, I mean, and if some you, paint, yeah. And if you Google cub car and note that would be K U B K A R, I don't know why they do that, but there you go. Um, or Pinewood Derby, if you Google either on uh, Google Images, you know, you'll find some actually really elaborate and ornate uh, car designs that have, you know, been created and photographed. So some kids get really, really quite creative, like Ted's too here. He's got, uh, you know, a little, he's actually got a little um, recessed area cut into the top of the car. So like, you know, a cockpit for the driver, and then he's got an actual like little uh, and this is wood too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So he's got like a little carved out uh, driver's head that's sticking up out of there. So, um, which is another thing too, because you actually are allowed a fair bit of personalization of your cub car um, within reason. I mean, I know we're actually taking, I'm taking a bunch of beavers and a couple of cubs to uh, an area rally next weekend. And the regulations there are um, 142 grams, basically. Now, is that for just the cub car weight, or is that for both cub car and beaver buggy? Uh, the buggy's too, 142 grams max. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, and, you know, stuff like length. So, like, I know one of the things, because, and I think this is true in the cub car kits, but I know in the beaver buggy kits for sure, um, there's an extra wheel included because, you know, when you give five-year-olds a hammer and... Uh, plastic uh, things never yeah, break when you give them. Yeah, that never <laughs> happens. happens. Yeah. So, but you know what? Uh, a lot of the beavers are actually have been pretty good about it over the years. And so a lot of them actually um, like to slap the last tire, the fifth tire, onto the back of the beaver buggy, you know, like a spare tire. Ah, the a, spare tire. Yeah. SUV, yeah. yeah. So... Um, and so there are also some length uh, requirements. You know, it has to be within certain dimensions. But that, that's basically the idea. Um, you know, so there is a set weight for, for competition racing. Um, and we're going to assume that m- most people know what the race entails because you're, you've, you're in scouting. But just a quick overview for those that don't know. Uh, when racing a, a cup car, beaver buggy, scout truck, all those kinds of things. It is a track, um, that, so, uh, it's elevated at one end and then runs out to a flat surface. So you're just using gravity to essentially propel the car. So what makes, what makes the car go or travel well is weight and wheel alignment. 
Yes. Those oh, are, yes. Those are two pivotal things. And uh, if you get uh, the wheels aligned wrong, it can really sour your racing experience. So um, just as a heads up. But um, depending on Boy Scouts of America versus Scouts Canada, uh, I don't know if there's the difference there between the regulations. Um, we were talking in terms of grams that uh, a vehicle could weigh. Um, I'm assuming that that's going to be a little a little different in Boy Scouts of America with the pounds and ounces. Yeah, that would be... I forget what the ounces would be, but it would be about 20% of a pound. It would be uh, five ounces almost exactly, actually. Oh, there we go. So... Thank you, Interweb. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Google Calculation Engine. That's uh, so. Yeah. Um, so for at least a uh, for for Scouts Canada, that seems to be the competition weight is 142 grams, so equates to about five ounces. Um, I haven't actually looked up the Pinewood Derby rules because um, I hope that Brian would be here to speak to that. But you know what? If you listener are familiar with the Pinewood Derby rules and if five ounces sounds like about the right weight that uh, the kids have to target, then I guess we can just call that identical yeah. for, for our purposes. But, uh, I think it was like for fun. I don't think it was part of the competition, but I do remember back in the day people strapping quarters to the bottom of their cup cars to make them go really, really fast. Well, actually, here, I'll show you the underside of, of this one here. And this was my dad's innovation. But yeah. basically, you know, we used a, a chisel to strip out a uh, hollow area on the bottom of the car. And you can actually see some screw holes there. So we would, like, grab a... Um, oh, washers or something? Not even washers. Like, we would just go to the hardware store and grab like, you know, uh, stripes, you know, I can't even think what the application of them would be now, but you know, just basically like a little metal plate with a couple of screw holes in it. And, oh, uh, like an electrical cover almost or mm, no, no, I think really I know it's like, a. <laughs> it makes me think of like a hinge plate, except it's only half of a ah. hinge plate, you know? Ah, so, okay. So, uh, I, I can't remember what the All application right. for those is just off the top of my head, but anyways, Maybe. yeah. So we cleared out a little space underneath and then we would just screw one or two of them underneath to, uh, it is quite ingenious actually to have the, you know, the, the little hollowed out area yeah. to put weights. Well, and the nice thing too, is because, you know, you could put a couple in there and then, um, if you're over the weight for the race, then you can just pop one out. Right. Or um, if you're under the weight, you can add one more as long as it's not creating drag. Uh, and the car actually sits high enough that you could put probably. Um, well, and that would be a, that would be a concern is the drag because the way the cars are guided down the track is by a strip of wood, um, little less the distance of the wheels of the tire. Yeah, yeah. yeah t it's just basically a little raised section that the tires. Uh, run down the sides. It's a of guided yeah. free fall, if you will, yeah. or a guided descent. Which is the other reason that the wheel alignment is so important, because obviously if the car is wobbling back and forth, it's going to be contacting that a lot and bleeding speed quite quickly as it goes. Um, and we see that all the time with the beaver buggies, actually. you know, I mean, the first round is usually pretty rough. Uh, <laughs> I would imagine that and uh, drag. You know, one of the axles isn't or is too high up on the block of wood and the car ends up dragging along the ground. Yeah. Or and along actually, the track there. The last time I did beaver buggy races, um, we held a little, we held, we put all the kids through at least once and then we kind of did a pit stop break for right. them to. Uh, Modify. Yeah. For, for them Adjust. to just get some help from the leaders to mostly to get the wheels, you know, aligned a little bit better yeah. because, yeah, that really was what was killing them there uh, in terms of getting even all the way to the end of the track. So, And as far as competition goes, um, we, we would have uh, your, local, uh, your local races. So we have the actual uh, group or sections race. And then we have uh, some larger competitions where uh, obviously more tracks, more people, uh, more groups compete and those are usually our area uh our area races but i have heard of or we did uh 
two years, three years ago, they had a, a council race where they invited everyone from, um, from the count, the Northern Lights Council to, to come and race. And that was a pretty, that was a pretty big deal. Challenge with that is keep, how do you keep kids entertained when they're not racing their cars? Anyone that's been part of a race will know that the, the race doesn't last very long. Three, two, one, go. And within 10 seconds, you're done. Yeah. It's a fun 10 seconds. <laughs> well, what they do at the, uh, and this will be our second year going to the Beaver Hills Rally. Uh, so the Beaver Hills Vehicle Rally, they call it. And it's, I guess it's technically, I guess it is technically open to all of Northern Lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, although practically it's going to be um, Aspen Plains, which is our area. Uh, Beaver Hills, which is the area to our immediate east. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mostly those two areas, but sometimes from other surrounding communities as well uh, in the Edmonton region. And it's, oh, God, well, this year it's at a different place. This year it's at a county hall in Sherwood Park. Uh, last year it was at the Ardrossan High School. And the Ardrossan High School is neat because it got a grant a few years ago uh, to really grow out its athletic program. So they have two uh, full-size gymnasiums. And the rally filled both of them. One was entirely four cub cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Easily a dozen tracks. And the other one was split between beavers and the scout trucks. So, I mean, a couple of things to draw out of that. One, this is a big race. There were, there were hundreds of racers. Um, and what they did is, you know, basically uh, whatever track you were racing on, because the kids were assigned to particular, uh, well, at least for the Beavers, they were assigned to a particular track. And they just, the idea was they were racing as many times as they could. They weren't doing like, mm-hmm. you know, competition. It wasn't uh, like heats that. and yeah. the best uh, double knockout eliminations or anything like that. Yeah, I don't think so. No. Uh, I think the Cubs might have been doing that. I would imagine. Yeah. That's kind of where it gets to the uh, this elevated competition level as yeah. opposed to and just. And I think the Scouts were doing that too. So for the Scouts and the Cubs, you know, they would be moving between the tracks. But in general, the kids were encouraged to just sit alongside the tracks and cheer on the other racers. And you know what? Even up to the scout level, they really seem to get a kick out of that. Because even when you're not racing, it's still fun to watch these things come whipping down the track. Well, and and as we mentioned earlier in the in the earlier this evening or in the podcast here, we're we're um there are people that put a lot of time and effort into their design and uh that that really shows, and it's nice to see it go sailing down the track um, uh, unimpeded um, and, you know, maybe take a win or, uh, uh, you know, a second place. It's, uh, it, it's entertaining. Definitely. I, uh, I got a real kick out of some of the scout trucks, I got to admit. Uh, so, so tell me a little bit more, though, about these, because I'm like oh, Kevin right. Colin. I haven't been involved as a leader since I left. So I remember back in the day, and through the mo- uh, the magic of podcasting, podcasting. you didn't Ooh. hear Ken's furnace kick on, <laughs> and him get up and go turn it off. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> or maybe you did. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, so so yeah, you were asking. Yeah, so back in the day, there was cub cars, and that was it. So you know, you had your go at it in cubs, and then you know, sort of put it away. However. Tell me about beaver buggies and scout tracks, because it sounds like this has expanded to other levels of the movement. Yeah, and I think, I, I, I'm not entirely sure, but I think that uh, Scouts Canada may have actually um, taken a cue from Pinewood Derby. The impression, at least, that I get is that Pinewood Derby happens at, uh, you know, like it's a little bit longer than just three years of your scouting career. So... Uh, and assuming I'm right in that, uh, in that assumption, oh, that's terrible grammar. Is that a, is that a tautology? <laughs> yes. I'm I'm not judging you. Cause. Should in fact x equal x? Um, no judging. My thought would be that that might be what Scouts Canada was uh, looking to bring into their own program, except that of course they did it in a bit of a different way. So. Yeah, when we were in Cubs, 
It was cub cars. That was it. You know, you built your cub car, you raced your cub car. Standard block of wood. Yep. Did that for a couple, three years. And it was fun, but then it was done. It was kind of the niche thing for cubs. Yeah, Yeah, it was one of the the main draws. Yeah. Um, Now, of course, they've added... uh, Well, we've added two things. So, also on the table, and I'll make sure to take a photo of this and uh, pop it in the show notes. So, also on the table is what's called a beaver buggy. Now, the beaver buggy um, shares a little bit of commonality with the cub car because the main component of it is still a wood block, except that, um, actually, I think width-wise, it would be the same. Width-wise, it's about exactly the same as a cub car, but it's only about half as tall as the base wood block that you would get with a cub car kit. And truth be told, the kids don't really do a lot of physical modification to it. You know, it's not like uh, they take it home and there's... They shape it or... Yeah, there's not... Yeah. You because know. you know what? It's pretty thin anyways, so there's not a lot to really shape there. No, not a lot to work with. Notably, so on the bottom, you can tell the bottom because it's got uh, two thin wooden... Sl- uh, two thin slits in the wood that go across. You can also tell the top because it has a third wooden slit that runs uh, lengthwise down the block. And also in the kit is a wood cutout of a beaver. And the idea is that basically the uh, the beaver uh, kind of gets wedged into the top slot, and then the bottom two slots are, you know, ba- like Colin said earlier, these are where your nails are going to go uh, when you're attaching the wheels to the buggy. And uh, I said I wanted to call this out specifically, so I will. It's uh, really important to make sure that your beavers, when they are building their beaver buggies, avail themselves of these little slots underneath. Because some enterprising beavers this year in uh, in one of my colonies decided, I'm just going to hammer right into the side of the wood block. Ooh. How did that work out? Uh, <laughs> these wood blocks uh, split quite easily, actually. Uh, so unless there's a oh. pilot hole drilled in the block, um, it's probably a big no on uh, using those nails because they are not, uh, although tapered at the front, uh, like at the on the tip of the nail, they're not designed to... They're more like a wedge as yeah. opposed to a... Uh, uh, they're surprisingly uh, big nails, actually, is what they are. Like yeah. for for, yes. for the application here, like they're they're really they're quite not load bearing by any stretch. Yeah, they they have more gauge to them than you'd expect. Wood. Yeah, though. Well, but I mean, their their purpose is to be axles, is is to fit snugly in the slot that's already drilled in the wood. Right, right, and also you know in the uh, in the little hole in the middle of the wheel, right. So, anyways, um, so yeah, if. If for whatever reason you haven't, if you are a Beaver Scout leader and you haven't yet done beaver buggies this year, um, there's a gotcha. Watch for that one. This is why I always buy extra buggy kits. You should have a couple of extra on hand anyways. Yeah. It's well, kind yeah. of good practice. So, Oh, heck, I hold, I usually <laughs> buy about 10 extra because, you know, I have the same, you know, the, the other problem is that when we go out to the vehicle rally, there's always one kid or two kids who forget, right? Yeah. And it's just like, well, here. You have five minutes. Build yourself a car. <laughs> Here's a Sharpie <laughs> marker. Because uh, it looks like what the beavers get to do with that, I see a whole bunch of coloring on it, a bunch of different stickers, is that they get to sort of customize it by drawing on it. Yeah. So we, uh, I mean. It's an uh, introduction to the design element of, of like the car, car racing and that kind of, yeah, that I avenue. Think, I think next year I might try it with paint. Uh, this year we just did it with felt markers so the kids mm-hmm. can just mark them up that way. Uh, and it's good too because then they can write their name on it. Uh, mm. Next year I might try it with paint because... Paint equals mess. That's all I'm saying. It does. Although and felt equals drawing on walls. So <laughs> well, <laughs> pick your poison, I guess. Yeah, well on tables at any rate. But fortunately <laughs> they're uh, water soluble. Hey. So probably would recommend against spray paint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, unless, unless you know a good detailer, auto body shop. Yeah, but I have seen painted beaver buggies before, so I mean, you right? Know, like, still, you gotta, you gotta definitely uh, work with the level of the kids that you're at, right? So, 
Um, but anyways, yeah, they they do get to color the buggy, uh, and of course, you know, color the beaver. Some of them will draw a face on him, things like that. Like you can see, Ella drew eyeballs on him, and um. Yeah, we usually will do one meeting that is devoted just to the build and personalization of buggies. And then the next meeting, I'll... Because our group has a track. Right. It's a very nice track. Yes. And, you know, so then I'll get the track and we'll do one meeting of just racing. And, you know, I mean, again, we don't make much of a competition out of it. We'll just get the kids to race as many times as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. Now... So that's beaver buggies, and it's, you know, I mean, again, it's, it's basically, it's tailored for something that's really simple for kids, for five-year-olds especially, to do. Uh, I mean, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, I think by the time they hit the whitetail level, by the time they uh-huh. hit seven, they kind of get this sense of like, okay, well, this is, it is a little bit simplistic for them, mm-hmm. and they're I mean, ready you know, to... They're definitely yeah. now, it's like, okay, I'm yeah. going to do like what the cubs are doing, yeah which is good. I mean, you want some of that enthusiasm, definitely. And, of course, the Cubs are the, I guess, what you would kind of think of the traditional um, derby car. You know, they start from a wood block, shape a car out of it, a lot of personalization. I think this is the level at the Cub car level is where you're going to see the most personalization because everybody's going to come up with a different shape, hopefully. Um, they're going to paint it different ways. You know, they're going to put different accoutrements on it. Ted's yep. got his little driver uh-huh. here. Um and it's usually a treat to watch the cup car races because, I mean, yeah, you see just tons of, of really great ideas that some of these kids have put together. And even, even the one you've got there, uh, the shape that you put out, it looks pretty neat in the way it's sort of like angled down at the back and then at the front. Yeah, it's not bad, yeah. right? Like it's, you know, it's got a, it kind of slopes down towards the front and then it's, it's not quite a true spoiler, obviously, but it's, it's got very sort of low that, profile in yeah. in the sense that I I think you removed a lot of the excess wood of the block, pretty much, which was the other reason that we needed to chisel out the bottom part to add weight back on, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because yeah, it is quite light versus you know I pick up Ted's car and it's got a little bit more weight to it. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember uh, uh, one of my cub cars. We actually drilled a hole in the back uh, to put uh, weight. Uh, and we melted uh, lead down and oh, nice. uh, and uh, put that in, like poured it in the <coughs> poured it in the hole and had it set up. So it was actually a uh, it was it was a neat experience doing that. You know, playing with a torch and a yeah. crucible and yeah. you know <laughs> playing with you know hot metal, molten metal. Oh yeah, that's always a great idea. What are you talking about? My my dad was my my dad was the uh the one that um took uh, gave me the opportunity to pick the design of my car and I I looked at it. And I I looked at some designs in a magazine. And I'm like, "Oh, I like this one." And what I had picked was a dragster. And my dad's like, "Okay." And so we worked at it, and naturally, me being like first year cub when when I had figured this out that I that I wanted the dragster as my as my car. Hey, it looks cool. It yeah, yeah. not not it's a it's an it's a good design. It's just really hard to make out of a block of wood. It's and very labor intensive. It is, and I mean, when you're successful, you know, you end up with something kind of like the blue car here, and. You've taken a lot of the wood block off, yeah, so you need right. to put that weight back on. Right, definitely. so w- shave all that wood away, you're left with a very fragile frame. Uh, so much so that if it is bumped, knocked, dropped, uh, you certainly run the risk of damaging the car. I sense there's a story here. Well... There is, I, and mostly the one that I was telling. But you know, <laughs> let me let me just spoil it for you all. <laughs> the The car fell off the counter, broke. Oh. There was some crying, oh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we had to crash rush a uh, cub car together for the race that evening. Uh, oh, so yeah. I I got the block of wood version of a dragster. <laughs> Less than ideal, but you know, it, it is what it is. 
I, I've come to terms with it. <laughs> <laughs> Made my peace with the counter. <laughs> no, I mean, but your dad was, you know, he was definitely one of the more uh, memorable beaver and, and scout leaders that we had. So it's mm-hmm. kind of, in a certain sense, it's not really a surprise that, you know, of all the people, he would be the one who, you know, had you pouring you know, molten metal into the into the car to, well, to add weight without uh, adding to the drag. You know? Yeah, well, yeah. and the the best part is we had gotten to that part. Like we were we were we were just fine tuning it, and putting on the last pa- uh, last coat of paint, and then it rolled off the counter and smashy, smashy. So sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, A moment for the fallen car. Good enough. All right. <laughs> um. So we've talked about weight a couple of times too. And yeah, that's one thing that you will often see is, you know, just um, a stack of quarters basically taped to a car. And you know what? I mean, it has the virtue of working because you can add a quarter or take a quarter off uh, to, you know, fine tune the weight to get it to where you need it to be. But it has the downside of, you know, massively, massively increasing your drag. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyways... In the words of Rudy Ray Moore, put some weight on it. <laughs> so we've talked about beaver buggies and we've talked about cub cars. Um, there are, um, for the uh, older sections, there are a couple of options. Yeah, tell, me, tell me about these scout trucks. Yes. The uh, scout truck is essentially the half ton that uh, can be customized to... Uh, race on the same track. So again, cub car, cub car sized. I think the the uh, or uh, the regulations on it. So the weight uh, and a couple of other things change because the track for a cub for the cub car and the beaver buggy are a different length than the cub car track for a scout truck or an eighteen wheeler. I'll tell, talk about the 18 wheeler in a second. Yeah, we'll get there. So, um, the scout, the scout truck, because it has to travel further distance down the track, needs to have additional weight in order to make it go that, go the distance. Right. Um, so you'll see the same kind of customization. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, and they'll dress they'll dress up uh the the truck to be rounded edges and that that kind of thing but uh again older youth a little more experienced in or or a little more freedoms in what they can use as far as woodworking tools without supervision they'll come up with their own ideas of what they want and then uh finally and it's for any section, really. Like all of this stuff is available across, yeah, available in the scout, the scout shop. So you can technically buy whatever kit you want and race it as whatever section. But generally, the scout trucks and the eighteen wheelers, and the eighteen wheelers are exactly what what I, it sounds like. It's a uh, cub car uh, to the max. Yeah. Uh, well, but it isn't. It isn't because I mean. Like with the eighteen wheelers, they're just they're behemoths, and they are hilarious. To Do they through. actually have eighteen wheels? Yes, yes. It's the full nice. rig and trailer. Well, no. there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, more, sixteen wheels on a big rig. Yeah, so like that. Back them up, and it's. <laughs> oh, there's eighteen, seventeen, sixteen, fifteen, We'll we'll stop before getting to Roman numerals. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to do. Oh, there's I I I I I I I V V V I V I I V. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah, back on track. Bring this back around. Anyways, so yeah, like the scout trucks, and it is. It's the cab and the trailer. Um, but the thing is, like you get, you lose a little bit on the personalization side because, like there, it really is more of like a, it, it's again, it's a kit build. So right. you know, everybody kind of has the same base form. Yeah, the same base form. Now that said, I mean, you'll see scouts who uh, do find ways to add their own like customizations to it, little personalizations here and there. Obviously, they paint it all up in different ways. Some of it's, uh, and I mean, again, I've seen just some crazy designs before. Have you seen the Optimus Prime eighteen wheeler? I, I have seen some done up as yeah. Optimus Prime. Yeah. Um, 
Coke truck. That was another, like, one kid I saw at last year at Beaver Hills had done, like, and I mean, it doesn't, I think that's, sound, yeah. it doesn't sound too impressive, but he had done it, like, yeah. just to the nines. Like, it was shiny. It was the right, he was exactly the right red. He had made sure that the cursive was, like, just so, you really did a good job on it. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, um, I, I was sitting down and talking with one kid, and he's just like, I'm trying to figure out how to, like, make it so that my truck plays music when it goes down the... <laughs> Go, goes down the track. Funny you should mention that. I have a story about this. Oh, really? You got one? Yeah. Well, um, so when uh, Robin and I were scout leaders, we were doing the 18-wheeler scout trucks. And um, we handed out the kits, and we talked to the, the, the youth, and we said, okay, you know, you customize these however you want, and we're going to go and... Uh, you know, do our, the leaders are going to build their own, their own one to race. Specifically, Robin and I are going to team up and, and build one that will race against the youth, but we'll all be, it'll all be legit. <clears throat> um, and, uh, so we spent, hand the kits out before Christmas, come back after Christmas, race them. Uh, so we, we decided to go all in as far as, uh, what we were doing to this truck electrically. So we, uh, we ran LED lights to the front of the truck and running lights along the side of the truck. Ooh. So, you know, when you're traveling down the highway and you see the 18 wheeler coming for you or coming towards you and you see the, all the, all the running lights and yeah. it, that, that's exactly what it looks like. And then the back had the red, the red lights on the, on the trailer and it was, uh, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty impressive. And then for fun, we, uh, you know, just attached, a an MP3 player to it with little headset, like little headphone speakers and just jacked <laughs> up the sound. So, you know, it was, it was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Nice. This kid was trying to figure out though, so that he like, he only wanted it to play sound because he had done, what? he had done something similar. He had like a little MP3 player in there and he was, but he wanted it to only play when it actually started to roll. I'm just like, well, I mean, you've got a lot of wheels, you know, if you could spare the weight, you could try and set up like, I don't know if you could, I, I, I have no idea if this would work, but you could like try and set up some little like, you know, just like little magnets in the wheels and try and set up some kind of induction thing. That's the only way you could do it, right? Because you need a power draw that's, or you need a power source that's only active when the wheels are in motion, right? Right. Yeah. You actually have to, you would actually have to have a, uh, because the wheels do have like a bit of hollow space in them, so yeah. I mean, if you were yeah. really, really clever and had like just the right kind of equipment, you could maybe try and set something up like that. But well, that's pretty pie in the sky thinking. But yeah, you would have to have. Uh, it's more skill set than I think most youth will have. Probably. Although, if somebody can make it happen, please send in a picture. <laughs> yeah, or uh, or a video. Would like to, yeah, that would that would be really cool happening. Um, but that said, I mean that kind of goes to show you, and you're exactly creative, thi- yeah. creative thinking right. when it comes to those kinds of uh, those kinds of designs, right? Definitely. Um, so, but yeah, the, the 18 wheelers are just—they are fun to watch race. They really are, especially uh, so because you know, like the trailer is almost big enough to hold a cub car, anyways. Uh, I've seen that where um, the 18 wheeler has the flatbed with a cub car strapped oh, to it. Oh, nice! nice. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Because <laughs> the trailer is wider than the like the the flatbed trailer portion of it is actually wider than the wheel, uh, than the block of wood, and the wheelbase, so it just hangs over. So you could put a cub car on the trailer, and oh, it would that would be fun. It would sit there. That that's fun. I like that. So so where do you get a track for this? Because did did your dad make the one that we had so, way back yeah, then? Yeah, actually, historically, for, for the 59th anyways, we had a track that was probably 25 years old. That was the brown track, right? Uh, nope. No, that was the black track. Oh, okay. Um, maybe you're mis- mi- misthinking it. We did have two at one point. We picked up a second track from a, a group that had disbanded. Ah. And that was a brown track. That's... Uh, probably the one i'm thinking of it. yeah the uh, there was another track that was in um in the 59th possession that was 
uh, a black track and that was actually uh, manufactured by my dad uh, with the help of a couple of other leaders I believe and it was uh, yeah it stayed with the group for yeah 25 years um, and it was only when I became the group commissioner that we actually got rid of it <laughs> so I had gone through beavers to rovers taken a year off come back been a, you know uh, a leader and got on to group council so another you know another few years after that and then I was the one that had to uh, donate the track to someone else so I got to actually drive it and transport it to another group that um fortunately needed a track and it was it, so it, it was kind of a nice fitting you know it was a good send-off yeah, yeah yeah i i felt good about giving it to somebody else uh in uh our replacement track though we got was a lightweight aluminum track that uh i would say is fits in most minivans quite quite handily and well because it's segmented so it busts yeah. apart rather nicely yeah. Um, now that said, I mean, it fits in most minivans if you knock the seats down or take them out. Uh, some of the sections are still pretty long. Oh, okay. Like they're, like, I mean, my dad's got the six foot truck box and they right. they stick up uh, over the tailgate a bit. Oh, uh, okay. So, no, fair enough. Now that said. That, that track actually has the, the electronics on it as well. So instead of the old school black track where you had a, a little handle that you had to swing the gates down to allow the cars to roll forward. This one is all automated. Uh, you push Ooh. a button and the gates drop and cars go and then they're, at the end there's a tunnel that uh, tells times. And yeah, it's got little whoa. laser sensors that actually will tell you, you know, which is the yeah. winning track and then what the uh, time delta in milliseconds uh, are on the other tracks. This cup carrier, you know, this... These, it's these races stuff. have come a long way. It's, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's yeah. serious business. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, like we don't use... and the, But the nice thing, too, is it kind of scales, right? Like one of the things, the nice thing about the segmented track uh, or about how the segments have been set up on this track because I can't even begin to imagine a track period that wouldn't be segmented. Like how would you even transport that? Yeah, well... <laughs> But anyways, uh, one of the nice things about how this track's been segmented is that's really easy to, um, like the beaver buggies, they just they don't go as far. Uh, they don't. So the track doesn't need to be as long. Um, so you know we just take out a few sections at the end and then set up the finish line accordingly. And I mean it's still all you know it's it's designed that it's you know it's modular enough that it allows for that and. So then we set up, you know, we do set up the uh, the finish line because, you know, like as not, the kids do like to know who comes in first. And, uh, but yeah, it's just, and it's pretty easy to set up and get going. Like, I mean, you just power it on, make sure the sensors are all aligned, um, which is going to be, you know, it's, it's a few minutes of work, but it's no big deal. Do a test run, make sure every wor everything works. Yep. Away you go. Pretty much. And uh, yeah, it was pretty good. The uh, the starter was out of commission for a little bit, but I mean it still had like a manual fallback, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. the mm -hmm. the finish line would still work even mm -hmm. in that case. So, but I think they fixed that for Funorama. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Another uh, ah, <laughs> well, and then and then you get more bold as <laughs> as you as you move on and you thank you and, for taking that and, segue and you uh, yeah, and you put rocket engines in the back of cup cars and shoot them up the cup car track instead yeah, of... I, th I think I missed all this. <laughs> oh, have, have you not heard of Rocket Oh, I, I, I've heard of them. I just don't think I ever got to participate. Well, However, I mean it. Well, I to won't. be fair, I mean, our rover crew probably did some of the prototype work on that. Not well, officially, well, but... Uh, I, I'm, oh, and no, I, no. To be fair, I'm pretty sure we weren't the only uh, 18 through 26 year olds that were thinking, hey, hey you know what would be a good cars idea? And rocket engines. <laughs> we should drill a hole out of the back of these cub cars and put a rocket engine in. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Well, and Colin put the, uh, put the video on, uh, on Facebook, which uh, our friend Matt Reed actually, I think. When uh, we were prototyping taken. it. Yeah. yeah that, was, that was all the way back in like 2003. Yeah. But yeah, that, must that just was been, that must have been like just after I left. Maybe just yeah, yeah, because yeah, you might yeah, that probably would have been. But yeah, though that was uh, 
Now, I mean, we had real problems keeping them on the track, but that's well, a separate consideration. Well, I don't think the idea is that you keep them on the track. I think half the fun is watching them go off the track. <laughs> Lose it. Not nearly enough spoiler. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Woo, gone. They are rockets, right? So they should fly through the air. But that said, um, what we do now, so Funorama is this area camp for, it's mostly for the cub level. And um, there's different groups that uh, kind of pass it around. You know, different groups will be the host group, depending on which year. But one event that they always love to see is the rocket-powered cub cars, which our group runs. And, yeah, I mean, there's really not much more to say to it. it they, they don't actually use the track anymore. Now oh. they race them down um, like eaves troughing. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. No, no, that, disposable. That's, that's that's probably. Uh, I, I I think as the uh, the idea uh, gets more fine tuned, uh, you know, there's there's certain you know risk assessments and that that whole chestnut that you have to uh, take into consideration. So I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure what what's there is now for the best, as opposed to what I was thinking about on my parents' acreage when we first drilled a hole in the back of a cub car and yep. lit a rocket engine. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's tea. Have some tea. <laughs> um, it, it is, like, it is the, it, it is certainly one of the big grab events at Funorama. And, I mean, rightly so. Like, it's, because it really does, I, I guess it kind of shows, you know, the versatility of this whole idea is the fact that, you know, everyone's done the cub car races here let's put our own just crazy spin on this thing because why not you know we have cub cars and rocket engines are really cheap to pick up and sure let's go with that why not um if you're at all curious and you want to know how that happens because you want to do that at some camp of your own scouting stuff podcast at gmail.com i'll uh Either ask the guy who has kind of made it his own project to get in touch with you, or I'll get him to give me a whole bunch of instructions. Sounds fair. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you you keep making the comment, Ted, about how, wow, this stuff just like all changed after I left. And some of this is definitely more recent. Uh, I mean, certainly I think even just, you know, looking at like how we went through uh, beavers, cubs, in your case, cubs, scouts, um, you know that a lot of this stuff came in definitely after our time. Yeah, it, it was kind of a systematic rollout. Like it, it wasn't like um one year they decided, well, we're gonna do beaver buggy scout trucks and eighteen wheelers, and it happened like that. It was like it was more of a, well, we should have something for the scouts. Well, what? What's bigger than a, a car? Well, a truck. So we'll, we'll call it scout trucks and, you know, we'll change the, the rules slightly. Okay. Well, now the cubs and the scouts have something to do. Uh, we should probably do something for, for the, the beavers. beavers. So let's, you know, same, same form factor because that, that works. We'll, we'll give them something to decorate and, 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 and customize. And then after that, it's just like, well, Hey, if we're doing if we're doing trucks, we might as well do do big trucks go and go in. yeah, and go with eighteen wheelers. So yeah, so that is in almost an hour. <laughs> uh, that's how Scouts Canada does it. It's very much uh, tailored to to the age level, really, to the age level of the section that is uh, doing the races. So you have the more simplistic beaver buggies, um, but they're still a lot of fun to put together and race, especially, you know, when the beaver flies out of his little slot on top of the car. Because it is only a friction fit, so... Well, I mean, you can glue him down, and we have in the past, but for the last two years, I but, haven't bothered because... But why? Yeah, the beaver is safely yeah, ejected. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the ejection. The beaver seat. was thrown clear with no injuries. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, you got cub cars. Uh, very much the classic derby car, scout trucks after that, and then, of course, the 18-wheelers on top of that. So, well, thank you. Thank you again for listening. Um, do we have any 
shout outs this week? Um, do I, do I, do I, I gotta think. I didn't, I didn't think we did, but I've, I figured I should ask the question. If not to stall you and remind you that you should probably tell people where they can find us. Oh yes. No, totally. <laughs> um, well, you know what? I'll, I'll give a shout out to well done, <laughs> the, uh, to the organizers of the Beaver Hills vehicle rally. Uh, oh, hey, actually, I don't know. Do you remember my friend Corey? No, probably not. He was a uh, he was a he was a scout leader for a number of years. He went to um, hundred plus a few times back um, when we were organizing it. So, sounds okay. Yeah, familiar. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, I actually ran into well, I didn't run into him last year, but he might be there this year. Um, but I ran into his, uh, his his whole family is like big into scouting now. So his sister was there and um, some others of his family. So it was kind of a neat reunion last year. But anyways, shout out to the organizing crew of the Beaver Hills Vehicle Rally um, because they put on a really great race. It's really well organized, and uh, I'm so looking forward to taking uh, a bunch of the beavers and a couple of the cubs out to the rally next weekend. And I can actually say next weekend because this episode will be live before then. Ah! But, um, yes. So, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, we love to hear your feedback. Scoutingstuffpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at SSYSK Podcast. And we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash scoutingstuffpodcast. That's right. There we go. And that's also the website name, scoutingstuffpodcast.com. Well, thank you again for listening. Um... Hopefully, uh, those of you who are, well, you know, e- hopefully even those of you who are within Scouts Canada found this at least somewhat informative because, you know... Um, and and not, amusing. Yes. Because, you know what? <laughs> not all of us um, have 20-plus year careers in scouting. Uh, I mean, for, for some leaders, a lot of this is still new. And if, we, if that's you and if this has been at all helpful to you, great. We're happy about that. If you're from outside of Scouts Canada, hopefully you found this informative. Or entertaining. Or both. Or both. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again for listening. And until next time, be prepared.